0: so
1: welcome to another episode of Impact in Jamaica. I'm your host this week, Garfine Grandison. and this week we're here with the amazing Terry Carel Reed, um, the prolific speaker, if I might say so myself, um, my best friend as all well. let me put a we'll disclaimer put out, out there and put it out there. My best friend, prolific speaker, host extraordinaire, Mom of the Year, Mom of the wow. century Friend of the millennial. <laughs> and I can go on and say a lot more about you, all Jamaican paid, girl.
2: And I never paid to say all of those things.
1: Yeah, you actually do owe me.
2: <laughs> but
1: <laughs> this is your old Jamaican girl. Um, so I'm here sitting with her this week, and we're going to find out a lot of insights from Terry. Um, what makes Terry tick? Um, but most of all, and I think what everybody wants to still hear about is your TEDx journey, how that happened, why it happened, how you feel. Um, I know I can tell as a Jamaican I feel amazing Um, but before we get into all of that, I'm going to invite you, Dr. Reed, Mm -hmm. to tell us a little bit about
2: yourself. Well first of all thank you for having me on Impact in Jamaica, it feels really good to be here and naturally having my best friend who knows quite a lot about me, the ins and the outs, it feels very good to see you sitting across from me and asking these questions. Um, But for persons who uh don't really know me i suppose i'm just uh, I, in different pockets some people know me as a media personality some people know me as a former miss maker world mm-hmm. back in 2005 <laughs> 2000, <laughs> <laughs> right um some persons know me as a, a premier host and so it depends on the different spaces that i'm in but uh, but honestly no matter which pocket i'm in i'm just absolutely me authentically me and i just always try to give off myself the best of myself in any way i can
1: okay Great. And before we dive into the questions, Terry, and to give the people what they want to know about you, uh, I think this, this really and truly would not have been possible without our sponsors. So first, I can give them some love. We have the Gore Family Foundation, Jamaica, uh, Jamaica Public Service Company, Proven Investments, Caramed, Manpower and Maintenance Services, and, of course, Red Stripe. Mm-hmm. So thanks for the opportunity so I can sit across to my friend and ask her a couple of questions. So Terry, yes. we're going to start off mm-hmm. with this question. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see yourself on the TEDx stage?
2: Oh, absolutely not. Uh, I've been an avid watcher. You know, many times you'll find me binging. You know, you watch one. I subscribe to TED talks and TEDx talks. So I'm a part of the newsletter family. You know, you've always watched these amazing speakers representing these different industries and sectors. And it's always this one idea that they consider is worth spreading. And it's questions that make you uh, go sit back or sit up or it challenges even some of your own ideology and your belief systems. And Mm -hmm. so to have admired so many of these speakers across the world and just be like, wow, what an amazing platform to then now find myself. On the platform on that iconic red carpet I mean I, I don't it is indescribable the mm-hmm. the privilege and the honor oh. that that is
1: okay and you, you didn't mention that you were a fan of TEDx before oh, so sure. you have you have listened to the part to, to the speeches you what you've watched it watch them um I'm gonna put you on the spot right now and ask to tell me who's your favorite who's the, who was a favorite speaker and why, what stood out to you about the presentation?
2: You know, I've, I've, I've watched so many, but one that really stands out is Chimamanda. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie. You know, I, I, I read her books. And so she's just a fantastic orator. And she spoke about, you know, having this single story mm-hmm. and how we are all, uh, we have these conscious and unconscious biases when we're only listening to one story or one side of the story. And she by far is mm-hmm. my favorite to date.
1: Okay. What does TEDx mean to you? Because when you look at it in context, like, like for me, TEDx represents something like some of the, the greatest minds in the world, mm-hmm. um, people who are able to share stories and mm-hmm. do it in such a way that it's just amazing that it can transcend borders, transcend race and culture. Correct. Um, but you, um, having as someone who has not been there, and probably used to look on, on the TEDx, TEDx um, stage. What does that mean to you?
2: Uh, I think you, 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 summed it, you summed it up very well. I think it is this massive opportunity to share and exchange an idea, a thought, mm-hmm. uh, something that you discovered or to explore together and to be able to say that regardless of who we are, regardless of our gender, regardless of anything, when we come together, We can all sit down and either we can agree or we can disagree, but to be able to do that in a conversational way, in a digestible way, because sometimes you have fantastic speakers and maybe we're given an hour or 45 minutes. But really what TEDx and TED is all about is how do we get you to pack that punch, get to the meat of the matter and have everybody understanding what this idea is? in 18 minutes or in 17 minutes
1: okay i'm going to stop you on that point you're talking about packing everything into a little like <laughs> a little short space of time mm-hmm. and getting to the punch you are not that person normally you literally have someone that says here's a topic and you just go and you eloquently deliver notice i said eloquently <laughs> delivers um how were you able to transition from that terry to the terry where you have to pack everything into i think it was about 30 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. 15 15.
2: minutes. And and it's it's, it's interesting that you say that because it's true. I am off the cuff. You know, anything you give me to speak about, you know, if I go to speak to students or I'm at a school or if I'm at a retreat, they give me a topic and they say, hey, just go up and deliver. Mm -hmm. I, I will do that without any thought. It was the idea that they're saying, okay, so this is the overarching theme, which is untapped. I thought it was a brilliant theme, especially considering the unprecedented times we've been living in. So they give you this overarching theme, okay, untapped. And then they looked at me and said, okay, we would like you to speak about this specific topic, which has to do with your parenting style and raising your child. So automatically you're, you're you know, they're narrowing it down. Then they said to you, listen, you have 15 minutes to storytell. To dive deeper to get people thinking to draw people in and then to share that idea and that was difficult for me which meant a lot of editing writing down all your thoughts at first and as you keep on going through the process narrowing it down editing speaking it going in front of the mirror pacing yourself going back to the drawing board do i need all of these mm-hmm, words mm-hmm. no i don't let's contract and so even for some of the greatest speakers you know this was a lesson in terms of self editing Editing. and how important it is to pack that time
1: management as well obviously so terry um a while ago you just you just told us what the topic was that Mm -hmm. you spoke on untapped Mm -hmm. first i'm going to ask two questions one what did you first think when you heard untapped
2: when i heard the theme untapped i thought oh this is me this is brilliant this is my this is my world My world and my whole journey just becoming an adult and a professional has been about untapping these other areas of hidden talents and hidden skills that I just was not aware of. And it was a suggestion of someone or someone saying, we think you'd be great at that. And so when I heard the theme, I said, oh, this is right up my alley. I I totally have this
1: locked. My second question, (laughs) how did you feel? or What were you thinking when they said untapped? parenthood
2: your Honestly, relationship
1: with your it, daughter it
2: took me aback and the, the thing is because everyone knows my story as you know going to school wanting to be the veterinarian getting the scholarship going to cuba coming home as dr terry carrell reed and then because of accreditation issues not being able to practice and if i wanted to practice i would have had to go and do two more years in trinidad mm-hmm. or two more years in alabama and so That's what I naturally thought would be the story. That's the story that everyone knows on tapping. And they said, "Um, actually, Uh when we had the Zoom call, they said, actually, there's another area that we think you shine in and you do very well in. And it's the kind of conversations you have with your daughter. And we're we're wondering how other parents are dealing with, not just COVID-19, but just parenting. Parenting, And so there are things that you do as a parent and you share it on your platform that we think would be a great um, topic for you. And I was like... What am I talking about? <laughs> because parenting is something I do; it isn't something that I, I, I think of um, or think about. And so it took me a little while to sit down and to figure out of all the parenting things that I would want to share. Because mm-hmm. that's another part yeah. of the editing process. Correct. You can share so much if you only have fifteen minutes. What are those things that you want to share about parenting and as it relates to you? And that was really that. That's where I had to dig really deep. To find what that was, but um, I think I I managed to nail it
1: down. Okay, so in order for me to add a little bit more of a context for the viewers um, to that particular question, I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to put your business out there a little bit. (laughs) Should (laughs) I be worried? Should I be worried? What I want you to do is Terry is to walk me through you becoming a mother. Mm -hmm. What did that mean to you? When did you say, "Okay, I'm ready to be a mother"? Mm I want to go back a little bit to when you first found out that you were pregnant and what that was like versus so the then (laughs) versus the now
2: you see this is why you don't tell black people in business you know because you see you see how i'm able to to, to bring me back okay so so honestly uh it was it the reason why it also took me aback uh, apart from the fact that i just naturally assumed they would have been attracted to me because of my my story and and veterinary medicine i think it's because i would never have imagined in a million years that this is where I would be and I think it's because when I found out I was pregnant at the time I wasn't I guess like the typical woman who who is usually very happy and oh my god let's do this gender reveal oh let's go have a party for me it was just I was devastated mm-hmm. I did not think I was ready um, emotionally or or spiritually or mentally or physically and I just did not want to deal with it so I went on business as usual. Pretended as if nothing was there. And I think it was down to my last trimester, really. And I always speak about uh, Trini, uh, my other best friend, who really was just my prayer warrior in that last trimester. And it was only in my last trimester did I really just go, oh, my God, I'm about to be a mother. Oh, my goodness, what am I going to do? And and, and I suppose for many of us women who are like that, um, don't worry about it. You know, it takes time. And some things you just have to learn. on On the job Mm -hmm. and some things will work for other persons some may not work for you but it just happened to work out for me to the point that my own style of parenting that worked for me and my daughter was what caught the eye of the TEDx Aston University Committee.
1: Funny you should say that what is your parenting style?
2: (laughs) My parenting style I am I think I am part traditional part modern Uh, There are some parts, I was raised by my grandma and my mom, single parent home, and so there are certain things that I believe are deeply entrenched in me from a traditional standpoint that I will never leave. Those things will always um, pass over to the generations. But I'm extremely liberal as a parent in the sense that um, I'm going to have conversations uh, with Naima about her body and whether it's body odor, whether it's pubic hair, whether it's your menstruation, whether it's boyfriend, I, I'm not going to wait until she's 15 to then tell her, oh, you know, your body's going to be mm-hmm, doing all. Mm-hmm. So you find that socially and culturally here in Jamaica, in the Caribbean and in other parts of the world, uh, we socialize our children, especially our girls, in a particular way that they're taught to, 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 to be ashamed of their bodies. And so I tend to have these very open Frank free conversations, conversations yeah. and she responds very well to that and so i found that other parents also watch our videos and they if they're uncomfortable having the conversation they, play, your video they, they play the video and then they say do you have any questions you know are you understanding and so that's my parenting style it's just very open and honest yeah and transparent
1: okay so you have become anti-territory to a
2: lot of basically
1: people who don't even know you basically interesting all right so we're gonna um know, jump back into into ted and i mm-hmm. want you to bring bring us back to when you first got the email mm-hmm. and what that meant to you one what you thought and then how did that journey start to the tedx stage
2: when i first got the email i'll be very honest with you you know i thought it was a scam you know you start to check the email address you start to see if this thing is actually the right thing you start to look in the email to see if they're going to say hey you are invited, but you have to send me a five dollars first. You know, <laughs> you, you start to look for those things because it's, it's it's just so the idea of it is just so surreal. You mm-hmm. know, we're on a dot in terms of an island. Yeah. And then when you look at Jamaicans across every width and breadth of society, they're doing so many things from pilots to chefs to So you're just trying to figure out how, how yeah. you guys narrow it down
1: to, to me. me.
2: And after that, no, I, what became what, what 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 it became was just honor because we know that we've seen a lot of europeans we've seen americans we've seen other nationalities but you know how often do we see jamaicans we know mm-hmm, that jamaicans mm-hmm. have spoken on different ted and tedx stages but then to be um, invited and i would have been um it's the first time they were inviting jamaicans as international speakers outside of the uk I was like, yo, that's a, that's a it's, it's pressuring, yeah, yeah of course. but it's also privilege and it's something that I took very seriously. Okay. And I still do.
1: I want you to um, tell us a little bit about that process that you said you, that you don't like, that drilling down, that narrowing into the key points that you would have presented. Mm-hmm. I mean, how did you do it? What time did it take? And how tedious was that?
2: You know, they said, to whom much is given, much is expected. Um, And sometimes we pray and we ask for God to elevate us. We ask for this promotion. We ask for this increase in territory and this abundance. Mm -hmm. And we have to be very careful when we ask Ask for for those (laughs) things. Because when we get it, it also means that you have to increase your capacity. Correct. You can't be operating on the same level that you were operating on before Mm -hmm. if you ask for the abundance. Because now the abundance comes. And even though people will say, but Terry, you're a big speaker. You did it to me as well. You know I'm not to worry about, you're a big speaker. But no, this was like a, one, it was like a new job. It was something completely different, Mm -hmm. which meant I now had to manage my time between motherhood, work, and everything else. I now had to fit in time and to also um, not only update my information, but to be ready the next time we had to meet. Because people who know the TEDx brand know it's a carefully curated process. And then to tell yourself, um, you have to fight your own habits. So my hmm. habit is, this is not what I'm accustomed to. <laughs> I'm comfortable yeah. talking the way yeah. I want to talk. But then you have to realize that there are sometimes going to be structures and rules. And you have to know how to, you to adjust. Into you yeah. have to know how to adapt. And if you really want to elevate a thing, you have to do what you have to do to get it there. So it was hard. It was hard adjusting. But um, I did it. Eventually, I did it.
1: Okay. How did it feel
2: mm-hmm.
1: to be a Jamaican on that TEDx stage? So when you reach,
2: Oh man, it was amazing. In fact, when I left my hotel room and we're heading over to this massive auditorium, I remember a, a youngster, this this guy on the university, you know, he was saying he was asking, are you guys heading over to to the TEDx, to the TEDx talk? And the chaperones, the escort said, "Yes, in fact, this is one of the speakers." And just by just by acknowledging me as a speaker, this guy who's just beside himself, you know, he said he can't wait. You get into this auditorium, you you know, we're looking at stadium seats, you know, and you look up on the screens, they're now doing the setup, and I see my name and I see my flag, and it is the biggest thing ever. And I I can understand when we have our athletes Mm -hmm. doing the Olympics or whatever stage Jamaicans are on, to see your flag, I think it's a big deal, but I think it's after hearing... Welcoming to the stage, Dr. Terry reed And you have to come up from under the stage. And it is when you come up and you go on the red carpet, do you now see the audience? I okay. think that is where I said, well, this is it. Okay. Let's, let's party.
1: What's the most interesting thing about your your time there? Um, in terms of from your presentation to the people that you met, to even your, the journey and actually bringing Naima on that well, journey. That's what, well,
2: well, well, that was what I was <laughs> going to say. You actually answered it for me. I think... I think the process was beautiful. Um, I think the most interesting thing for me and the highlight for me is that my daughter was able to see that happen in front of her. So Naima, especially during COVID-19, she's seen me host most of my events from my living room, living room right? Room. Yeah. And she's helped me to set up and she knows me in the capacity of a, a host, a premier host. What she doesn't always get to see me in, is as a speaker. And so the fact that I surprised her with the trip at the airport, she was able to come and then she was able to see me deliver my speech on that stage. I think that is a memory that I hope she will carry with her for a very long, long time.
1: Okay. You know, you're, you're actually sitting on this show now, and the show is actually called Impact in Jamaica. So I'm yes. going to ask you a very simple question. How do you hope to impact Jamaica? In other words, what Terry Carell Reed's legacy?
2: I think what I've always wanted to do in everything, in everything that I do, everything that I say, and even in my thoughts, I think I've always wanted to let persons know that, first of all, um, you can only do what you do. You know, you're not to try to compare yourself to anyone. Like, their blueprint is their blueprint. Their journey is their journey. I think how I impact my online community, and hopefully Jamaica is saying that it is okay to be you, to be comfortably you, to be authentically, you, mm-hmm. and to stand in your truth and to stand in your greatness, and to not small up yourself. Because at the end of the day, if I was busy worried about what other person said about me, perhaps I it would not be. have been on that TEDx stage. Correct. But it is having this courage, even if you're not perfect. We're not looking for perfection. What we're looking for is incremental progress. We're looking for you to to be intentional and be strategic about who you are, the brand that you are building, and the impact it will have. Mm-hmm. And so for me, my legacy is that, listen, in everything that you do, be excellent. Your excellence must be unconditional. Mm-hmm. It cannot be hinged on what people pay you or what them don't pay you. Whether you're going to be in the spotlight or whether you're working behind the, the, the scenes, anything you are given, any role or responsibility you're given, you must do it excellently. And you're not doing it for other people. You're doing it for yourself other people just happen to benefit right. and i hope that that is something that i can inculcate in my in my community and beyond
1: well said as i always tell people you know um when you look at look at yourself you have think about what you want to do one always has to autograph one's name or work with excellence, with excellence. and that is what you do very well again if i might say so myself <laughs> as the you. best friend right thank you um you have been on the world stage Mm -hmm. multiple times not only as host Mm -hmm. yeah um taking off the hosting out of it now but as miss world back in (coughs) i don't like back in you know (laughs) a little bit right before i was born yes (laughs) to know they're on tedx it's it's you're waving the jamaican flag Mm -hmm. high and proud. Did they differ? If so, how did they differ?
2: They, they, they didn't differ. And I think, think Miss Jamaica World, Miss World, is all about being a beauty with a purpose, when you think about the, 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 the slogan. And when you look at um, TEDx, it's all about sharing um, ideas worth spreading. And I think what the two platforms require of you is to, to come as you are. To come as you are, cloaked in excellence, as we always say, and putting your best foot forward, understanding that things are not going to always work out the way you want it to, but what are you going to do with the cards that are dealt with you? Mm-hmm. So for the Miss Jamaica World or the Miss World stage in China, yeah, you go up against 100 beautiful girls, all representing the country, but you know that you're going to differentiate. It's the same thing when you go on a TEDx stage and you have other brilliant speakers. The question is, you know, how do you stand out? From the crowd, and the idea is that you have to be confident in yourself, because if you sit around waiting for other persons to pump you with confidence, and you don't believe in what you bring to the table, then you've you're, you know you've already lost the race. So I think the two platforms allowed me to really shine and to show up in a way that only I knew how to. Yeah,
1: um, it's interesting because uh, you just mentioned showing up and um, autographing your name with excellence and standing in confidence. What makes Terikarell or how does Terikarell show up? What sets you apart from everyone else? Mm
2: -hmm. You know what, I I think a lot of persons like the destination. I think a lot of persons want to get and to have what it seems like is the final product, but I don't think a lot of persons appreciate or respect the process. I think how I show up is that I am grateful and I respect every single part of the process and you know this. Even if if it requires me starting over, even if it requires me researching, even if it requires me learning a new language, even if it requires me digging deep to pull out all the stops, yeah. I am going to do that. And that's because that's what my grandmother taught me. Mm-hmm. Don't give a 90% and then afterwards look back and say, boy, you know, I should have given the 100% or if I gave the 100%, maybe it would have worked out for me. And so my showing up is... Um, respecting appreciating and being grateful of the processes the good the bad the disappointments and the rejection as well as the, the triumphs and the victories
1: okay okay well said dr. Reed thank you um, what word of advice and I'm no kind of coming down to the end of the presentation but what word of advice would you have for young people or just people in general who, 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 who look up to you as an inspirational leader, as a thought leader, um, dare I say?
2: Um, the first advice I'd give anyone is, you know, before you start to align with people and you're finding friends and you're finding collaborators and different partnerships, I think it's extremely important as you navigate life's journey to know exactly who you are. Like, it, it sounds very cliché, but I promise you that that is the anchor and everything. You need to ensure that you know who you are. You establish your character so you know where you stand. So even when times become a little bit rocky, even though things become shaky, the foundation itself mm-hmm. will always be strong. And then when you know who you are, then you become so much better at attracting the right people to you or at least filtering out the wrong ones. And, and then on top of that now, being intentional and being deliberate. It can't just be a... Well, we're just going to sit down and hope for a great opportunity to come, and we just see what go on. No, you have to look at where it is you want to go, and you have to take the necessary steps, and you have to be patient with yourself. So, it is not going to happen over time. You have to be patient. If it's a quick, if it's a quick thing you want, then I wish you all, all the, the best. best. But really and truly, what I think people need to do is invest in themselves, take time to know who they are, mm-hmm. what they like, what they want for themselves, and when they can establish that then you can start to know look at the persons who you can collaborate with, who are the people who are gonna grow with you, so you and help you to get to the next level. To the next level. Okay. But you have to add value. You can't just be a taker. You also have to be able to add value in your spaces to always unlock new opportunities for Amen.
1: you. Well said. And just I mean my, my my last question, not another question, it's a statement. Are you able to share no. anything? Else? Lord, no, they wait you can't share know. one tip you leave no. on the stage in...
2: in, in, the, vet, in the, the vetting process takes about five months. we got two. The, the vetting process takes about five months before it is published. Um, the only thing I can say, because the topic was raising... Um, the untapped potential of raising children holistically. Uh, I think as Jamaicans, since we're talking about impacting Jamaicans, mm-hmm. understand that raising children holistically cannot be based only in having children who have straight A's and straight ones and straight twos. Holistically, it mean, holistic. means that you need to also look at developing a child's mental ability, critical thinking, self love, empathy, autonomy. Yeah. Like you can have a child who's brilliant, but just mean hearted and mean spirited. That I would rather stay away from somebody who becomes a citizen with that mean streak. So I think um, what I would say is if we want to impact our generations, try to raise your children holistically so it's not just about being smart or the fastest in on the track but how can we create a great citizen a great person who become a boss or a co-worker or anything else it's a great um, human being just a great global citizen
1: yeah that's yeah. what i'm
2: talking about
1: okay so i lied a while ago my last statement what's next for territory
2: <laughs> wherever god wherever god plants me i will bloom i don't ask him any questions i'm extremely obedient. Um, And I think wherever he plants me, I will go. I will not ask any questions. I've never been disobedient and he has never failed me. So that's my honest answer. That's
1: like a drop mic answer. That's a drop mic answer. And you just walk out.
2: Yeah. I know these other people like to tell you that, you know, in the next five (laughs) years, you'll have a PhD and everything, that's not me. I don't have a plan. But every plan that I had, God said, (laughs) I have other plans for you. And so I've left it to him to open up the door. So TEDx was another door that he opened unexpectedly and I walked right through it.
1: Thanks a million Terry. You, again, I I, I can't see it anymore. You're a great inspiration, not only to to myself, um, but to the viewers as well. So, Again, I'm going to say on behalf of a grateful nation, thank Thank you for all you do. Um, This has been another episode of Impact in Jamaica. Um, Really amazing, great discussion with Terry. And again, this would not have been possible without our sponsors. So we have the Gore Family Foundation, Jamaica Public Service Company Limited, Proven Investments, CARAMED, Manpower and Maintenance Services, and Red Stripe. Thanks again and all the best.
0: Good job, bestie. Impact in Jamaica is powered by the Philip and Christine Gore Family Foundation, Manpower and Maintenance Services Limited, the Jamaica Public Service Company, Red Stripe, CARAMED, and Proven Investments Limited. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, Motivate and encourage, send us an email to ImpactingJamaica at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Do join us again for another in the series on Google Podcast, Audible, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and Stitcher. You can also visit us at ImpactingJamaica.com.